Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another interview for Technology Uncorked. My name is Jeff Quattromani, and today we have a very special guest, Michael Tran. He is the Managing Director at OPPO Australia, a very young company, actually, to Australia. However, absolutely kicking goals. Uh, a recent Telsite report actually ranked them at number three in Australia, which is a huge, huge position to be in when you are so young and taking on literally the biggest guys on the planet like Apple and Samsung. So we have a very good chat here. We're going to talk about smartphones, obviously, but we're also going to talk about where they've gone into wearables. Now, I do pull up, Michael, on a couple of things around where their design might be slightly inspired. Uh, some of their apps, some of their wearables do have a bit of a, a bit of a twang from Apple per se, but we do talk about that. We also learn how to pronounce the company name correctly. I used to call it Oppo, and you can see I've already got myself corrected there. So stay tuned. It's a really good chat. Michael was generous enough to spend this time with us, and we also get to spend some time getting to know his tech life as well. So ladies and gentlemen, Michael Tran, the Managing Director for Oppo, Oppo Australia. Michael, thanks for joining the show. Now, to ensure we pronounce the name correctly, can you please say the company name that you work for? So I work for Oppo. Oppo. Now, I've been pulled up on this in the past where I used to say Oppo, and, <laughs> uh, and then I quickly learned that it's Oppo in the same way that I had you know, trouble pronouncing other particular brand names before as well. And then I guess the, the next question to that is you know, that when you do go to a barbecue and someone asks who you work for, how do you describe Oppo as a company? I say the company is um, it's a it's a, a young brand that is always innovative. Um, we're always looking into the future um, and trying to bring the best products that we can for customers. We're very customer focused, and um, yeah, it's such it's just such a great company to work for. Environment is fun, um, and we're just uh, doing our own thing, I guess. And look, you certainly are, because in a lot of ways, you're relatively new to to the market, but you're not sitting quietly behind the scenes. Tell us a little bit about where you sit in the market today. Yeah, so we are currently number three uh, in the market, so the third biggest vendor. Um, and it's since we launched in 2014, our ambition was to be number three in two years, and I can say that we've achieved that now. And... Um, more, most recently, uh, according to the data that we received from GFK, it shows that we've our sales have increased by 25% um, year on year for um, this year. And also with Telsite saying that we're ranked number three. So growth for us has just been absolutely amazing. And it, it's contributed by um, the customers and my team. So I have to ask, I mean, number three is a pretty good position to be in for, for a company that is so young. Um, why do you think that you've been so successful in Australia? I think the reason why we've been successful is that when we launched in the market in 2014, we looked at the pricing and our product and we wanted to make sure that we had a really good proposition for consumers and we thought that it would be premium without the price tag and that's what we've done over the last six years. We've just continued to maintain that positioning, even though we're moving into the high-end devices, um, you know, we have products that suit the needs of every single consumer from different price points and being able to offer such a variety, I guess, has helped us really grow in this market. And this has to be 
obviously it's a big it's a big mark to be sitting in and you know I, I remember sitting amongst friends it was only a couple of weeks ago at lunch and you know everyone's got their iPhones or their Samsungs on the table and and someone pulled out pulled out an Oppo phone and I said oh my god <laughs> you've got one and I said because he used to be a, he used to be a Samsung guy so I said what was it that made you make this switch and he said well I just what was I thinking ever spending more than a thousand dollars on a phone again when you know I always break them and things like that and this one does everything it used to do and and it made me stop for a second too to look at everybody else around the table looking at his phone thinking yeah what are we doing and <laughs> you know I guess messaging must be getting through and and I guess the question for you is you know how do you encourage people to to give the brand a try uh, I think for us it's just really working with our retail partners and um, being able to provide training to store staff, uh, make sure that they understand the product and what we're trying to offer for consumers. But at the same time, working with the media like yourselves and uh, really educating uh, you know, the wider market about our amazing technology. We're focused on, committed on like our VOOC charging technology, which is one of the world's fastest charging technologies. Our screen technologies on our Find X2 Pro um, camera. We've always worked on the camera. And um, from that, we've moved into other products such as IoT. And, you know, we've won such things such as the Can Star Award three years in a row, which has been such an amazing um, achievement for the business for being in the market for only six years. But we're continually to, to surprise and delight uh, our customers, the media, our retail partners and, and um, customers are just loving it. And and this is this is really what it comes back to, isn't it? That that you're able to offer usually so much value um, for for the dollar that people need to spend. And you know when you do walk into a store and you look at you know two smartphones side by side, which have very similar specs, the price can be very different when when you start to actually look at the brand. And and this is something I'm noticing more and more is that you know some other brands just seem to ignore probably the real needs of customers with smartphones, and a lot of them cost over a thousand dollars, but almost offering nothing but older products you know sort of beneath that price point and um, if i call out apple for example this year they announced the uh, new iphone se you know it is around 750 dollars, but it's pretty much an old looking device with some updated components on the inside whereas their real phones that people desire are well over a thousand dollars when you when you actually come to it so do you think do you think some brands have have lost sight of reality as to you know what consumers can really afford compared to what they need I think with uh, all of us, we're just trying to um, provide different uh, technologies to uh, different price points. You know, with us, we've got our, even in our high price points, we've got our SuperVOOC technology. And most recently, we've uh, announced our AirVOOC, which can charge a phone uh, from zero to 100% within like 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, as we go down the pricing, we try to bring the technology down with the um, with it and for us it's just figuring out what does a customer need at different price points providing the customer the best specs that they can afford and, and i guess it's so, so i don't keep asking too many questions that just pump you guys up um thinking about COVID 19 which is something that has you know impacted everybody um you know we've seen delays in in a number of products from different brands and sometimes it's actually due to minor issues i mean i was hearing 
I was hearing a story today that there was a company that had their product manufactured and ready to ship, but the boxes that the products go into um, had production delays because of COVID-19. And as a result, they are unable to ship their product to door. Um, has has Oppo managed through this period? Have they experienced some some issues themselves in this way? Yeah, I would say COVID-19 has just really um, thrown everything into the works and it's a once in a century event that happens for us as a business where we've also been impacted by it but um, the good thing about us is that because we design and manufacture uh, manufacture everything ourselves we're working closely with the suppliers um, to really make sure that we're forecasting right that we're producing as much stock as we can possibly and then further to that um, placing orders well in advance so that we have enough supply uh, to provide to our, our retail partners and and look, we've been talking about smartphones for you know most of this conversation so far. But you know the reality is, you guys are also moving into into wearables and and other types of accessories around that. Tell us a little bit about those those new products you've recently announced. Yeah, it's this the launches of the Oppo wearables is such a big moment for us as a brand. Um, and I know we've been working on it for a while. Even when I went to China just to visit the factory, and I saw. The wearables there getting really excited asking when are we going to launch it when are we going to launch it but we've launched our oppo watch and our oppo uh inco headphones um you know we've got a 46 millimeter watch and a 41 millimeter device uh different sizes for different people again but 46 millimeter has like such an amazing uh battery life uh, 36 hours and also um how i would describe it is it has uh two hearts in one body it also has the ability to last 21 days on power saving mode. So it's really quite impressive. And and I know that you're talking to me through an Oppo product as well. Can you <laughs> tell me? I mean, for everybody else listening, as soon as you joined, I said, wow, you sound really clear. And you said, well, I'm using I'm using the, the latest buds. Can you tell us a bit about those as well? Yeah. So I, so we have three uh, buds in the series. We have the uh, Inco W11s, which are retailing at $149, which are our entry level um, headphones and then we've got the uh, Enco w 31 which is what I'm using and they're true wireless headphones um, and they're designed to deliver clear and uh, clear and listening experience so that's probably why you can hear me so clearly <laughs> and then we have the w51s uh, which are our first active noise cancelling true wireless earphones it's really, it actually is really clear, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely impressed. I'm not just saying that, um, but I also have to have to say that you know I wouldn't be the first to notice, and um, I have to ask: Would it be fair to say that some design elements, whether it's in the in the apps that are on on the phones, or perhaps in the wearables that that you've just announced, are any of these some elements perhaps inspired by Apple? I guess for us as as a brand, we're always in, uh, inspired by. Um, you know, multiple industries, not just by one brand, but particularly looking at the needs of consumers and what customers are asking for. And if you look at what all brands are doing now, they're, they're quite similar. It's just really the tech and the features um, offering that uh, different point of view. And I will I will ask one more question around that before we move on. The the the, the watch in particular, um, when I when I looked at it, I essentially thought, well, this is the Apple Watch for Android users because it, it really does look like an Apple Watch in, in its design, but obviously running Wear OS, it means that I can pair it with my with my Android smartphone and and have a fantastic experience. Actually, even pair it with my iPhone if I wanted to as well. Is that in some ways a, a strategy to let people think that they're still going to get um, effectively an Apple Watch for Android, or is it 
is it really something else behind the scenes? It's I would say it's really something else. Um, when we looked at designing the watch, even with our watch, we've got such amazing technology behind it, such as uh, the fast charging, which I mentioned before. So the the Oprah watch comes with the fast charging technology. Um, and further to that, we've got the on the forty six millimeter, really the 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 three D display of the screen. It's such an amazing thing, and again, dual um, chips inside the device. We're just looking at making sure that we can give the customer the best technology possible and, you know, a design that's uh, pleasing to the eye. And honestly, I'm really excited to be testing the uh, the watch. I know that I know that's being arranged to come my way soon. I can't wait to actually give it a go because it does look good, obviously, um, and I can't wait to try it. And uh, Michael, I don't know if you read if you read this in the news this week, and I I had a bit of a chuckle around it. There was a, there was a large shipment of um, OnePlus earbuds that were stopped in U.S. Customs this week. Um, they were perceived to be counterfeit Apple AirPods. It's 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 funny, but it's also a, a scary reality that you know the design around products. You know, maybe Apple were the first to make that style, but people are doing different versions of that. And here we have, you know, customs intercepting them as if they're they're counterfeit. Um, does this alarm Oppo at all? Um, you know, when I did see that, it actually made me laugh. And the response from the OnePlus Twitter account when I saw that yes. it was like, uh, "Give it back." <laughs> it was quite funny. Um, however, on a serious note, though, um, you know, different making ourselves look different from our competitors. It, it, in a variety of ways. Uh, for us, you know, our devices have uh, 5G enabled devices to our boot charging to our AMOLED dual curve screen on the watch. So we're always going to have a different point of view from our competitors. Good. And and honestly, you would just, I, I don't know if it actually made a benefit for OnePlus from a marketing point of view because <laughs> they must be, honest, be loving it. <laughs> yeah, it's gone everywhere and it's done very well in that in that way. But um, I hope it just doesn't hurt their hurt their sales on that. But the the other thing I've I've got to ask you, and I and I read this today, is that um, you've launched an online store, and and this is a fantastic way for people to get you know direct access to um, Oppo accessories, and and I love this. So I have to ask, was there was there a main reason to launch this, and do you think it will eventually feature all Oppo products rather than just the accessories? Yeah. So for now, um, we wanted to launch the online store because we've been in the market for such a long period of time, well, six years if you consider that long. But I thought it was just time to have online store where customers can purchase over the SSVs from us and um, it's really our next step in our journey in Australia. Yes, we have wearables and accessories now once we launch the store, but for sure they'll definitely have, we'll definitely launch our mobile device and all our IoT products as well. I think that's really exciting because, you know, it gives people who already have bought a phone um, to be able to quickly go and get a case or, or whatever they need around accessories for the product. But then, you know, if you do see someone or hear of a product, it takes two seconds to jump on the store or go ahead and buy it. So I, I think it's a great move. It's nice to see that more and more brands are starting to allow you to just go direct to to the brand to actually buy the products that you want. Um, so there is there is a quite a nice user experience there. So it was good to see. Now, Michael, the, the rest of the questions are actually not so much um, OPPO related. It's more about yourself. Um, okay. I ask these questions to everybody that we have on the show, and it's really just a chance or a way for us to get to know you better and I guess your your tech life a little bit better as well. The The first question, and we, they're, all, they're all very simple, so don't be too worried. Uh, <laughs> what is your, your favorite app to keep you organized? As silly as it sounds, it's just the calendar on my phone. Um, the calendar keeps me 
extremely organized. Uh, I know what meetings I have, what I have next. And yeah, that, I would say that would be probably the app. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, what would be your favorite social media app? Social media, app, my favorite social media app has to be Instagram. Um, just because I quite a visual person and I do like photography. I did try getting uh, into TikTok, but I just don't think I'm the right uh, TA for that. <laughs> are, are, are you saying you just couldn't pull off the right dance moves? Was there something else? <laughs> exactly. I've tried looking at those TikTok challenges. And I'm like, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes time. I mean, I'm, I'm going off track here, but I remember I, I had a look at the app, obviously, and uh, and I'm watching these these dances that people were doing and I'm like, it's not as simple as just pulling your phone out and hitting record. You've had to learn that dance, rehearse that thing, record it. I, I, I don't even know how they, I don't know how it gets done. It's, it seems like a lot of work <laughs> and I just don't have that much time to do it. Now, the, the next question here is around uh, when you do have five minutes to spare between meetings, uh, what's the first thing that you want to do on your phone? First thing I want to do on my phone is I look at messages, as silly as that sounds. Um, just because I have a local role, global role, and a European role, I, I tend to go straight to messages, make sure that I'm kept up to date with everything that's happening and um, have my checklist in my head of what I need to do later on. And, and just on the messages piece too, because it's something that I, that I do as well, but I notice that I have to go into multiple apps to try and catch up with different groups of people for different conversations and messaging. Um, are you are you finding that as well? And do you have a particular priority that you have to go, oh, I better check WhatsApp first because that's where these people sit and, and others? <laughs> no, I don't really have a priority on which app or what uh, messaging app I use. I just go across them and then, yeah, just action off things that need to be done as, as I see them. Fair call. And uh, do you wear a smartwatch or a traditional timepiece? Well, I definitely wear a smartwatch now. Um, you have to. I watch the 46 uh, meal and I love it. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and uh, when we used to jump on airplanes and, and fly around the place, um, did you use the in-flight entertainment system or would you bring your own tablet? Uh, to be honest, I actually used the Finex 2 Pro um, and I would download all the movies onto the phone before flying off. And because we have 5G, it was so much, so much faster for me to download all the Netflix movies. It was just great to watch it on my phone. You know, and, and that's one of the people, people joke around 5G that, oh, you're just going to be able to watch movies faster. But I'll tell you what, I've been in situations as well where I've been at an airport and that small 10 minutes that you've got before you remember to download something to make sure it's offline, that matters. So when yeah, you have how 5G, it's amazing. it makes a big difference. Mm, so It does. It, it's a perfect use case, even if it sounds very selfish and I don't know, whatever the, whatever the word would be for it. But um, yeah, I agree. Now, uh, what do you love to do to disconnect? Because obviously your whole life is in technology. Otherwise, I mean, you're, you, you live and breathe this stuff. How do you get away from it all? Um, well, recently I just purchased an e-bike, a Super 73, and I just love riding it. And uh, I've been riding it every day around uh, where I live. And it's just a way to clear my head and collect my thoughts. And it's just uh, such an amazing um, yeah, bike. <laughs> I have to ask, did you, did you go on e-bike because you feel so fit that you don't need to worry about pedaling or was it, uh, was, was it something else? It, it, the, the bike itself doesn't look like a traditional bike um, and I thought I wanted something a little bit different and it just looks really cool. I love it. I love it. I, I, I just got into mountain bike riding, so I, um, I, I quickly see people who speed past me on, on e-bike versions of those, <laughs> of those mountain bikes and I get very, very jealous. So um, I understand. Now, 
this show is called Technology Uncorked. We do two shows a week. Uh, one is obviously the interview section and the other one where we talk about news and reviews where usually I'll be sitting down with a glass of wine talking about everything tech uh, for the week. Um, obviously, unfortunately, we aren't together face to face. But Michael, if we were, what would be something that you would order today? I definitely get a Shiraz, something from the Barossa, um, mm. and that would be something that we'd be having. Oh, mate, you've got to tell me, what is your favorite from, from the Barossa Valley? Because I would have said Shiraz, Barossa Valley myself. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I probably Wins Estate or Wins Shiraz. That's something I really like. Um, nice. But there's so many out there. Anything from the Barossa is going to be amazing. It's 100% true. We are spoiled for choice. And I, 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 people who listen to the show would hear me almost like a broken record that um, Barossa Shiraz, but if I can't go in that area, I'm going Cabernet from Kunawara. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I swear I'm going to get emails at some point from people saying, can you just stop having a glass of wine from the Barossa Valley? Maybe venture <laughs> out. But it just happens that I, like, I go to the wine cellar and that's what I'm pulling out. So uh, it's just the way it is. Michael, thank you so much for joining the show. This has been an amazing insight into into opo obviously now we're all pronouncing it properly as well but you know to hear how well positioned the brand is and how how far it's come in such a short period of time um i'm sure that even just some of the things you've said today have absolutely surprised people but honestly the biggest surprise to be honest is when people pick them up um and and i encourage people to do that we've we've spoken about um about opo on the on the show before when we're comparing you know phones at that price point and it's hard to say why are you not looking at these devices? You know what I mean? It's, it just makes sense. So um, again, Michael, thank you for coming on. We may have to get you on in the future when you start to announce even more and bigger, better things. When you get to number two, when you get to number one, uh, we'll have to celebrate those victories as well. Sounds good, Jeff.